0: Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host and soul-centered leadership coach, Anastasia Burtnick. If you are a spiritual seeker looking to learn, grow, and make deep and lasting change in your life, you are in the right place, my friend. I'll be serving you up juicy topics on soul work, relationships, purpose, power, and everything in between. Together, we are going to dive deep into our hearts and souls so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Soul Service Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for listening to episode one, which was all about my story and my journey and how I came to be where I am today. If you missed it, go back and listen because it's a roller coaster of a ride. So today's episode is all about sensitivity. So I, from a young age, have always been told that I'm too sensitive. I used to be called a cry baby. I used to be called sensitive, um, that I care too much. Uh, I need to develop a thicker skin. Um, it's not a big deal, why are you feeling this way? I'm sure that we all have heard this at some point or another, especially if you are an empath. So that feeling of sensitivity it can be a lot. And when you are not in touch with your emotions, it is very hard to navigate the sensitivity minefield. Now, there are times when sensitivity is an amazing gift. And there's also a dark side to sensitivity. So, I wanted to really hook you guys in with today's podcast episode, which is, are you too sensitive? Now, there are times when the answer to that is yes, and there are times when the answer to that is no, absolutely not. Again, we're looking at both the gift and then the dark side of being sensitive. So I want to share a story with you. I started curling again, and I originally started curling back in two thousand eleven, and then I took a few years break because I had had my surgery and I I just couldn't do it anymore physically. Um, But this year, I started curling again, and it feels amazing. And it's also a I'm learning again because um, I'm a bit rusty. My body hasn't done these actions for years. My muscles are feeling it, but overall, it's a really, really great experience. Now, I am a perfectionist. I always have been, I guess probably not when I was born, but I was conditioned to be a perfectionist because my my mom, I was always never, she always expected me to do better no matter how well I did. And I was never enough. Um, and I found that never enough wound in school. Um, I was bullied a lot. The Military always made me feel like i wasn't enough all um, oh, that harassment I went through it was there's so many things that added to my not enough wound, and it's as a result, I became a perfectionist because that was the way I was able to control my life that's the only way I could control anything is by tapping into perfectionism. Because if I could make something perfect, then I had to therefore be enough. I was therefore worthy. But if I wasn't perfect, then I was no longer worthy. So perfectionism is something that I have healed. um, But the tendency that like, that animalistic, ancient brain that I have, that we all have, every so often it pops up and it's like, oh, perfection is a monster. I shall do the perfectionist things. I don't know why it sounds like a Frenchman. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you will get used to my funny voices though. But this perfectionist monster comes into my brain and it's, it tells me, do better. It's not enough. Do better. Change it. You're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. Do better fix this fix that why are you doing so shitty why do better so <laughs> my perfectionism monster comes in and it's whispering all these things into into my head and although i typically don't listen anymore there are some days when that perfectionism monster just wants to run wild and i have to rein it in so my story with curling and <laughs> we're getting to this here. So again, I started curling and I've been a bit rusty, um, but I'm actually, my muscle memory is good. I'm picking it up again really quick. And I am actually very competitive. So I, I compete in a beer league. It's just a fun league. Um, but I'm on actually one of the most competitive teams in it because we're, we're very serious <laughs> and I like it because it challenges me. I, I, Love the feeling of getting down into the hack and prepping my body. I prep my mind. I have this list of things that I do. I make sure I'm square to the broom. I make sure that my foot position is right. So I go through this whole checklist, and um, then I push off. Normally, I'm very like I have a good center balance. Normally, I'm very stable, and. Given the fact that I am, like I said, I've been curling since 2011, but I took a three year break. So 2011, eight years. So I've curled for five years. So I'm still a new curler and I've never had professional lessons. I've just learned through the the beer league that I'm a part of. And I'm I consider myself actually a very good curler given the level of skill that I have. And yeah, I think I'm good. I'm a, i am f- good i am aii feel like I'm a natural. I'm going to chew my own hair, my own horn here. I'm pretty good. So for me, I am all about perfecting my technique and making those minor adjustments. I'm not worried about learning how to curl anymore. Now I'm perfecting things. Um, and I don't want to say necessarily perfecting, but I, I mean, I can't think of another word, but I'm fine tuning. I'm fine tuning things so that I am as good as I can be. So the other day, oh I my perfectionist monster roared in my head. My body wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And then the sensitivity came. And like I said, I am very I'm very sensitive. I always have been. I'm a full blown empath. Um, if you ever read like the empath survival guide by Judith Orlov, I believe, I check off every single box on all of her quizzes. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. I'm a full blown empath. Like I have no, even in my human design chart, I have no blockages or, or anything like my empath center, which I think is the spleen. I could be wrong, but whatever center it is, um, it's fully open. I'm just... I have no blocks. I am an open empath. So that makes me even more sensitive than just normal, than normal sensitive. But that day, I, like I said, my body just did not want to do what it was supposed to do. So I fell over a ton of times. I messed up shots. I just, my body, balance was off. Everything was off. And actually my skip, who's the team leader, he was also having an off game. But my self talk in my head, that perfectionist monster was like, you, you suck. What are you doing? Stop it. Do better. Why did you mess up that shot? You shouldn't have messed up that shot. Why did you fall over? You shouldn't have fallen over. What's wrong with you today? Do better. Do better. Do better. So the perfectionist monster. there there, talking in my head. And I am on the verge of tears. I have fallen. Like I re-bruised my knee. And it was so funny because I, so I bruised like a peach guys. I just do. And I had just healed a bruise that took two weeks to go away on that knee. And then I fell and I re-bruised my knee. And I was like, oh, damn it. This sucks. I just got rid of that bruise. So These are the things going through my head. And I'm on the verge of tears because I keep messing up shot after shot. And then I'm psyching myself out. So I'm down in the hack and I'm like, please don't mess up this shot. I just have to make it. And my perfectionist monster is winning. My perfectionist monster is standing on the sidelines and it's like, go, go, Anastasia, you are going to fail. Don't do it. I don't know what I'm saying, but Yes, I'm loving watching you struggle. <laughs> Do better. So, my terrible cheering squad is is in my mind and um I'm psyching myself out and the more I psyched myself out, the more I wanted to cry and then I like took a really big fall. Um not just like while I was sliding, but while I was standing. I, I I fell over and everybody was rushing around me and they're like, oh my God, are you okay? Because I mean, falls on the ice can be pretty serious. And all I wanted to do was run and hide. So I I just like walked off the ice. I went into the bathroom. I started crying. I I couldn't hold it back anymore. And I'm just like, what is wrong with me? I shouldn't be this sensitive. And I started beating myself up for it. But I knew that the only way, and I still had like, an I think probably an hour left to this game. Um, so we were only halfway through and I knew the only way I could have any semblance of recovering from this was to get my mind, my emotions, my breathing. I had to be in control. I had to bring down the level of energy because when I when you're feeling that sensitive, when you're feeling that emotional and you have that perfectionist monster in your head, your energy level is just vibrating at this really, really high level. But it's not like, it's like this, it's, it's energy that doesn't want to stop. It's, it's like a storm. That's what it feels like. It's like a storm of energy and you are you, like, it's like you're, your foundation is shaking. Your house is shaking. Everything is shaking. And you, it's like you can't calm it. There's no eye in the middle of the storm, but you have to get to that eye. You have to get to the middle where it's slow and calm, where you can be in your body rather than being stuck in your head. Because when you're feeling like that, when the sensitivity is really high and the motions are going crazy, it is because you're... your your head's just spinning and spinning and you're stuck in your head and you're not being able to be in your body. And that's why at that moment I was feeling so disconnected from my body. It's like my brain wanted my body to do something and my body was like, nope, nope, I'm not going to do it. So you really have to be able to calm that. Now this is where being sensitive can have a shadow because it, if you're not conscious of what's happening and if you don't have the tools to slow down, it will take you out because you're just, instead of feeling the emotion and just letting it come and then letting it go and moving on, you're taking that emotion and you're amplifying it. Your brain is like, oh, this emotion is terrible. Let's make it so much worse. And that's where sensitivity is a bad thing. This is the shadow side. And then you start messing up. You start making more mistakes. That's when people have, um, at least from a competition perspective, they get an edge up on you because you are stuck in your head. So what I did in those moments, first off, I gave myself a couple minutes and I honestly just let myself cry it out. I was like, okay, I'm just going to cry for like a minute here. And then I pulled myself together. I drank some water and then I went back on the ice and I just asked for what I needed. So at that point in time, I needed to do a couple practice slides, no throwing the rock, just practice sliding. And that's not normal during the middle of a game. It's not, you would never see pro curlers do that. Um, But the team we were playing against said, Yeah, not a problem. So I did a few practice slides and I didn't focus on anything other than just sliding out of the hack. I wasn't focusing on a shot. I wasn't focusing on anything other than my balance and being in my body. And what that allowed me to do was slow down, it allowed me to get out of my head. Now I was still feeling pretty high energy in a Not very good way. That like storm energy was still there. It was brewing underneath the surface, but I was a little bit calmer. And I made, I messed up a couple more shots after that, but it wasn't as bad and I didn't beat myself up as much because what I was focusing on was slowing down. I started slowing my breathing. I took deeper breaths. I started. Doing body scans. So I focused on what my feet were feeling and then my legs and my thighs and my hips, my stomach, my back, my shoulders, all the way up to the crown of my head. I scanned my body. I felt every part of my body with my mind. I put my mind, my consciousness into each part of my body. And that calmed my nervous system. And the other thing I did, and I know that this sounds probably so goofy, but it works. I want you to try this. is I power posed. I just, I literally stood, I changed my posture, I straightened up, my head was up, my eyes were closed, my chest was open, my shoulders were back and down, and I put my hands on my hips and I just stood there like that and I breathed. And I took time. And you know, standing in that power pose, because your emotions, your mind, your body, your soul, they are all so interconnected. And when you shift one thing in your physical body, it shifts your mental state. It shifts your emotional state. It really does. The, the connection between mind and body and soul is so strong. And when you get into your body, when you let yourself slow down, when you open your posture so that you, rather than, you know, when you feel stressed when you feel stressed, you close off. You can feel your shoulders roll forward. You can feel your body get smaller, like you close off. You don't speak as loud. You're you're closed. You're tense. But when you go and you open your body and you stretch that posture, your chest is open. your, Your chin is up. You are Just open and powerful. Those power poses, what they do is they they do they calm your nervous system. And then when your nervous system is calm, when your physical body is grounded like that, it's rooted in an open, powerful pose. This allows the emotion and the energy to flow through you without being like a ping-pong machine, or not a ping pong pinball pinball machine so think of it like this when you're when your energy is closed off when your body is closed off you're not connected you're not grounded your emotions and your thoughts are pinball machine and the little ball is your emotions and it's pinging from like different parts of your body it's all over there's no fluid motion it's just all over the place it's a mess but when you are open, when you have that power posture, and this is why these power poses are amazing. When you are open like that, it creates pathways for the flow of energy. So rather than that emotion and those thoughts pinballing around in your body, they're flowing on like down your meridians. They're flowing through your chakra centers. Um, the energy is flowing. And it's open. There's no, it's not getting stuck anywhere. And then you can hear your soul because everything is open. Everything is flowing. You can then hear your soul rather than your thoughts and the societal beliefs and the limiting beliefs that you've come up against. And that is so important so important for you to hear your soul because when you're just a bouncing pinball of emotion and your thoughts are getting in there and they're amplifying everything, that's not your soul speaking. That is your limiting beliefs. That is the beliefs from childhood, the societal beliefs, everything you have been told that doesn't serve you. That is what's talking in those moments. And typically, that voice is louder than your soul sometimes your soul will start yelling at you. But typically, the the limiting beliefs we have, everything that will keep us small, that is usually the louder voice. So we have to take enough time to listen to what our soul is saying. So breathing, really scanning your body, grounding yourself, feeling your body focusing on where the breath is going in your body, opening up and sitting, in, sitting or standing in a power pose. That lets you hear your soul because the thoughts are no longer coming in to negatively shape or twist your emotions. This allows you to feel the emotions as they are without having them be mutated into something that they are not. So sensitivity, there are very good sides. And also, like like I said, the shadow to sensitivity. If you do not know how to ground yourself in your body, if you do not know how to step into that position of control. And when I say control, it is not control as in, I don't want to feel. It is not, the purpose of this control is not to shut off your emotions, which is what most of us try to do. And then it backfires in our face. Um, But the control that you are feeling and that you want to strive towards is actually part of your masculine energy. And this has nothing to do with gender. This is the feminine energy is all about your emotion, your flow, your receiving um, creation, it's movement. And then the masculine is the container that holds it all. So the, the control that you are trying to embody what it is it's you are creating a safe container for you to feel your emotions it's like it's like a river so your emotions or the feminine is the actual water in the river it moves it fills up space it changes shape um, sometimes it carries things, sometimes it destroys, sometimes it creates. It's always movement and flow. And then the masculine is the riverbed. It holds it. It gives it it gives the river the water something to sit in. It gives it direction, it gives it container. It lets it be safe because if it wasn't for the riverbed, or the masculine energy, the river itself would just flood everywhere. And it would it would just no would no longer be because it's it's like the purpose of it. The, it would overwhelm everything. So the container, that safe container of the masculine, that safe control, that sacred control is so important because it gives you a safe space to feel your feelings without pushing them away. It's about honoring your feelings without pushing them away. When we are too sensitive it's because we don't have that safe container. When we have that safe container, there is actually no such thing as too sensitive. When we have that safe container, the shadow of being too sensitive goes away because the shadow of of too sensitive, the, the dark side of it, the negative side of being too sensitive is that you are weak that you can't control yourself that you are wishy-washy that you are unreliable that you're too easily affected by things but when you have that safe container you can look at the gifts so when you're too sensitive well we'll look at we will look at this just as sensitivity It's beautiful to be sensitive because you can feel people. You can feel their emotions. You are so highly in tune with everything that you can sense people's energies. You can sense what they need. You are more kind. You are more caring. You are more deliberate. You can take bigger action. You can take more aligned action. You can feel more fully. Everything is more full and sensitivity is so beautiful. You just need to not push it away and be able to ground it out and have it feel safe for you to be in that sensitive space without letting it overwhelm you. Sensitivity is really beautiful. And there are so many things that you can do with it. You just have to allow yourself to be okay with it. And have great tools in your toolbox so that you can create that safe container. And remember that being sensitive means that you care. You care about things, you care about people, you care about yourself, you, you care and value what you do, who you are, who you love, you value it. Focus on the gifts and know that there are going to be times when you're too sensitive, like I was the other day. Had I not been so sensitive, I would have had a better day but my perfectionist monster came up. I was too sensitive and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We all have those days. We all have journeys that we go on and there is not a level or not a destination of, I have arrived and I'm fully healed and I'm never going to experience anything again. It doesn't work that way you will still experience it because you are human. You just have to honor it when it comes up. And the more tools you have to honor it, the better off you are. Years ago, had something like that happened, I would have just had a horrible game the entire time. This time around, I had tools. So... I still didn't have a great game by the end of it, but it didn't fully take me out. I was able to calm myself. I was able to center myself. I was actually able to make some good curling shots after that. And that's because I built an awareness. I built a toolbox and I have that connection to my mind, my body and my soul. So I encourage you, The next time you are feeling too sensitive, first off, give yourself some love. Because it's okay. And then I encourage you to go and use some of the tools we talked about today. And if you have any other tools that you use, that you love, let me know. I would love to hear what you do. But give yourself love. Use some of the tools we talked about today. Use the breathing, the body scan grounding exercise where you really feel your feet. You feel each part of your body, the deep breathing. And honestly, even if you're having a great day, try power posing because one, if it just feels good. And you, if you feel good right now and then you power pose, you're going to feel great. Just go try it. I want to hear how it goes for you. And remember that you are amazing. You are so worthy and you are so loved. There is nothing wrong with you. You are wonderful as you are. And every change that you make, all the healing that you do, just puts you more into alignment with the highest version of yourself. And that is so beautiful. Perfectionism sucks. Don't worry about perfectionism because done is better than perfect. And you have got this. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for tuning into this episode and I will see you on the next one. Thank you for joining me today on the soul service podcast you want to feel powerful, vibrant, and happy in your daily life? Get in on my free Walk Your Path to Power Challenge. Head on over and join me at anastasiabertnick.com forward slash power. If you love what you heard today, I would be over the moon if you could leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support.